you can't please everybody. You know, but you please the majority and don't ever let them say, see, I didn't like the performance. That doesn't mean everybody's going to like what you're doing, but at least they'll be able to say he performed for me, man. I'll now proceed. I have never appeared on stage with a drink in my hand before. And the only reason I do so now is to set the stage. My name is Sam Davis, but you already knew that. I want to shout out to our sponsors real quick. I want to shout out Scotch Porter. You know, fellas, if you want to get your face game right, if you want to get your hair game right, your beard game right, and if you want to make sure that your package smells fresh for your lady, man, go to scotchporter.com right now and get yourself together, beloved. It's a much-needed thing. You're going to thank me later. Your girl will thank me. Your girl mama will thank me. Your girl girlfriend's going to be talking about you in the chat. It's going to be lit. Trust me. Make sure you go to scotchporter.com and hook yourself up today, man. And on top of that, I want to shout out Mike. I ain't talking about Mike and Nikes. I ain't talking about Mike's Hard Lemonade. I'm talking about Mike the Bud, man. God damn it. Thank you very much for this package. We're going to be smoking and getting real right on this motherfucking podcast tonight but i got a very 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 special guest in the building this this gentleman right here i gotta introduce him correct so the way i met this man i met this man from a friend of a friend you know what i'm saying but his name was already popping when i met him i already knew who he was but he might have not known that on top of that when it comes to the sneaker game, he been killing it for a long time. When it comes to the vintage gear game, he been killing it for a long time. When it comes to making this original Jersey sound music, this club music, he been doing it for a long time, man. Representing the 151 Fever Gang, also repping Secret Society is my man, Killer Kurt Cobain in the building. Hey now, what's good, my boy? Thank you for having me, man. We live and direct, man. What's up, man? We in this podcast loft right now. So tell me a little bit about this loft. Let's start here, man, because this is where we at right now. For real. We in a a fly-ass loft right here in downtown North. Tell me about this, man, because I know you had your hands in this. Definitely, yo. We we, we in the secret society loft, man. We in the heart of downtown North. Mm. We in the beginning of downtown North, you know what I'm saying? Washington and Market Street, where it all starts. Right. And um, basically, you know what I mean? Me and my nigga Nimi, we was putting our heads together like, bruh. We doing way too much out here as far as a movement to not have a home base, a headquarters. You feel me? Like, right. people got to go to Nimi house to get video treatments. People got to come to my house to get clothing. Mm. You know what I mean? Shit was just all spread out. Right. So when we had the opportunity to, like, grab up a, like, a big-ass event space, a loft, mm. downtown Newark where luxury lofts is popping up left and right, mm. property value increasing, it's turned into a little Soho. That's right. He was like, hell yeah, we about to grab this shit up. don't know Newark is on the rise, man. Oh, yes. Let me tell you. Oh, man, yes. Like, despite what you hear, if you come down here, and if you have been coming down here, because I've been coming to Newark for a very long time, for yeah. damn near half my life. So I've seen the change, you know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. after the Prudential Center came in. It was like, yo, Facts. between the restaurants that's popping up, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. type of crowds that's coming in now. Like, you see it happening slowly but surely. It's exactly. It's a slow process. You've seen with Corey Booker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's happening, but but you gotta remember, it's like whenever whenever any of these major cities, major urban cities get gentrified. Jay Z, when he had a chance to buy that building in Dumbo, right, right. he failed Dumbo because 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 the property value went up. You got to jump in on the ground floor. That's right. You feel me? We from Newark. 
We from Newark, so it's like we got we got to invest in where we from, mm. and not only that. Heavy gym talk right there. That you was feel heavy me? Right there. You got to invest in where you from, and you got to get in before it get popping. It's right. like stocks. Right. Once they talking about it, it's too late. Exactly. You ain't getting in on Bitcoin, motherfucker. It's too late. 2008. Yeah. It's, it's hard right now. Facts. So so niggas like us who got a, who got a grassroots following and some influence out here. We like yo. We going to, we going to take this. And this loft is going to be the cultural center right. of Newark, of Jersey. Right. All video shoots. Mm. VH1 done already came here before we was even officially open. Mm. We done shot Fat Boy and Troy Ave before we was officially open right mm. here. This is the cultural center of Newark. We, sh- we shot a fashion show in the alleyway. Mm. An alleyway where homeless That's motherfuckers hard. and bums be at. That's we turned hard. that shit into a fashion show. Right. And so everything from music, video, fashion, dance classes, Sweet Sixteens, I mean, you can hold church in here if you wanted right, to. Right. Everything's gonna be coming through this spot right here. So that, that's the whole purpose of Secret Society Law. Not just like it's somewhere for us. So it's to, not just it's not just for y'all own events. It's for other people too. We, we do more of other people's events here than we do our own. Right. Facts. Right. Right. Facts. And, and that right there is showing a strong a strong idea and a strong example of how to start rebuilding and connecting yeah. with each other in Jersey. Of course, here on the Sam Davis Out podcast, that was always one of the uh, one of the goals from the beginning. One of the one of the mission statements was to, to help unify this thing yeah. of ours here in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I, I talk to people all the time and one of the main questions that that I ask is, in your opinion, what what would it take for Jersey to enter that next level that mm-hmm. we looked at on that bigger scale like yeah. we do a New York or Miami or Philly yeah. or LA? See, the thing is, LA and New York, they got all the revenue. Right. They got the money. Right. So when you want to make money, you, you got to go out there. Right. But people be people fail to realize there, there's money in every hometown, even Charlotte. Mm. Charlotte, North Carolina got a downtown. Right. You know what I mean? They got right. major buildings. Yeah. It's only four blocks long, but they got one. You feel me? And so it's like, when you figure out how to keep that money generating in your own area, then you can start getting talked about when there's money there, when there's a couple millionaires in this area, you know what I'm saying? Right. But for the past couple of years, we haven't had nothing like that. And everybody who did blow had to go to New York. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But see, now, when it comes to that, you're doing something different than a lot of artists is doing right now in Jersey. When it comes to the music, we're going to circle back to the fashion. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the music, you're doing club music. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Which is Jersey sound. When you talk to Facts. any OG from Jersey, when it comes to this music, he gonna tell you that when it comes to Jersey, club music is our thing. Yeah. You know Facts. what I'm saying? That's the culture that people take from Jersey when it comes to street culture yeah. and urban culture in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So you just released Heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The record's phenomenal. Thank you know you, what I'm you. saying? It's doing well. You know what I mean? The video is crazy, but I already yeah. expected that because I know the camp that you're coming from. Facts, you know facts. what I'm saying? So it's like, now with that, the only other person I could attest that to is Chad B. Facts. You know yeah, 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 yeah. That, that has always stayed mm-hmm. consistent with knowing yeah. that club music and that Jersey sound. origin and keeping that real Jersey sound. And I, and, 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 I, and, I, and I precisely and purposely mentioned Chad B in the record. You right, know what I mean? Right. And, and the thing is, see, this is what a lot of people don't know about me. Mm. I go back to the beginning mm. of the Jersey Club creation. Mm. Back when it was a toss-up between Jersey Club and Baltimore Club, and they was arguing who started who first. Mm. I was there for that. I came up from Branchbrook Park Skate 22 Skating Ring. Damn. You feel me? That, that was my stomping grounds. You feel me? You know the, uh, the club dancer King Joffe? Yeah. That, that, me and him used to go to, we used to walk the branch work together back in the day. That was our stomping ground. So I came okay. up off club music. Yeah. The only dip, what's good, my boy? What's good, what's good? The only difference is with me 
And niggas like DJ Lil Man and DJ Frosty is they actually threw high school parties. So they was DJing these high school parties. Me and my squad, we was the niggas that was in the parties. Right. You know what I mean? We wasn't always doing music, right. but we part of that club scene. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? So when I got around to doing music, I was like, yo, why the fuck ain't nobody rapping on Baltimore Club? And I could even get deep into the whole how it became to be called Baltimore Club, but that's that's a long conversation. I ain't gonna say it's a long conversation, but I always wonder, why the fuck don't nobody rap on Baltimore Club, right? They always sampling some other shit, and then you can't make no money off of it because it's a sample. Right. Why not have an original song? Right. At that time, Instagram wasn't around. There wasn't really all the outlets like that. So people wasn't hearing me as far as being super creative. They're like, nah, we just need we need to make something to make the party pop. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. That was your clout. Yeah. So I reached out to um, DJ K Swift from Baltimore, myself, yeah. and I made two or three tracks on her beats that were club songs. But once again, this is when YouTube had, was just getting popular and Jersey only had one videographer back then, Rock Davis. Shout out to Rock, man. Check Rock the, yeah. come up a lot on the podcast. Facts. Rock been dodging me for years. Yeah. Rock, you gotta get with me on this podcast, beloved. My bad, yeah. Jersey had two videographers, my bad. Rock Davis and Dash Living. Okay. Right. So to get a video shot back then was a whole production. You looking at 5,000 minimum for a video. What local rapper dropping 5,000? Nobody. So I couldn't, I wasn't gonna give Rock 2,500 for a video at that point. So and, I, and drug dealers wasn't really backing rappers in Jersey. Oh no, cause Jersey, it wasn't really no Jersey rap scene back then. It was, there was about, I can name about seven or eight niggas from Jersey that was rapping. It's not from niggas that was battling. Niggas was battling. But as far as like rapping, rapping, oh, shit, oh eight, oh seven, oh yeah, we talking, we talking a while saying, back. Though. But that's what I'm saying. Even up to that point, because yeah. I came up, you know, what I mean, on the on the streets battling, and yeah, playing for, you yeah. Know what I mean, that was that was, and some Irvington, but mostly Plainfield. You know what I'm saying. So battling and coming up out there, like all the heavy drug dealers in our neighborhood, they was getting it, but they wasn't throwing it behind no rap. Oh yeah, hell yeah. You gonna see that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays you gonna see that, and that's been going on, but I'm just saying that in, in Jersey in mm -hmm. particular, it wasn't a lot of drug dealers thinking like that. It wasn't they, Nah, they it wasn't. wasn't. Thinking, or, or not even, they might not even be heavy drug dealers, but just dudes getting money in the street, period. Like, they just wasn't thinking that, yo, we should be backing our artists yeah. and then getting money off of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause it, wasn't easy. it wasn't as easy back then, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It wasn't that easy to get in back like then. Like, a, a camera back then, you had to have that big-ass camera. You know right. what I'm saying? You couldn't just record on your phone. Right, that's So, exactly. so the, the music... A lot of people don't know yeah. that, man. So, you got to remember, technology changed a lot in only 10 years. Yeah. So if you go back to 08, making it in the music game seemed far-fetched. Cause right. you thinking you gotta go way out to these big buildings and shit. Yeah. But the label was still a real thing. Yeah, but going back to on uh, the whole club shit, I reached out, I got these beats, and also, yeah, I got these beats, and I rapped on them, right? Yeah. And so instead of making a video, I just put my picture with the music behind it, uploaded to YouTube. Fucking YouTube channel started booming mm. out of nowhere. And keep in mind, my whole camp. My nigga, like, Fever Gang is not known for music. Like, I'm like one of a couple people in Fever Gang that rap. Everybody else is in the street, you feel me? So my whole camp, like, nah, don't put that shit out. Don't put that dancing shit out. Niggas don't want to hear that. Yeah. Nigga, the response we got from that shit, I'm talking like international response. People want to dance, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit started booming off the club shit. 
So I, I was literally as far as rapping on club, and you can, nigga, you can, you can, it's time stamped on YouTube. I ain't got no dance moves, yo. Nigga, oh, I, I barely, I used to dance back in the day, but I barely. You feel me? I fuck with them dances, yo. Yeah. Fire, man. So that's why in the song when I say before Chad B had them club hits, Killer Kirk Cobain had the club lit. I was the first one doing it. You feel yeah. me? Chad did it also, and he kept it really consistent. I always give him props. That what? That what? Yeah. And yeah. when I say you better ask why I lie about my dumb shit, nigga. While I used to and that's why I like his relationship with 151 Fever Gang. Yeah. We had to go to his parties to get them shits popping when he yeah. first started DJing. Because we would come through 50 deep. Yeah. This, this back club broke his days in East Orange. That's our hood. Okay. So we could walk to broke. We could bring 100 niggas, the whole neighborhood to broke right. And we can get Wala party popping. It just, it just so happened that it was always a fight. And so that's why I lie about the dumb shit. Right. Like we was jumping off the DJ booth, elbow dropping niggas and all type of shit. Right. You feel me? But... Those are fun times, you feel yeah. me? But so, so the, the heartbroken song was really, yeah. The heartbroken song, it was, it was an ode to Jersey club music, but it was also kind of like a history lesson and to be informative. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all the lyrics was more so to be informative. So, so do you really want to go in that direction? You want to release more club records? I, like I got, I got, I got more club shit. Live shit that you busted out. With. <laughs> Tell them, man. Yo, listen. Shit, man. Tell them it was just some fly shit. Check this you out. Just chilling one day. Let me tell and you. Mike just happened to be around. I really, I get inspired randomly. You feel me? Yeah, and my so, mind, you was sitting on like a velvet, <laughs> a velvet throne and shit, and a mic just happened to drop from the ceiling like randomly and shit. All right, first and off, check this out. The original heartbroken song, <laughs> the original one, the J Hood one, yeah. is my anthem. Right. For years, we would like even when we performed, we would come out to the original heartbroken song. Mm. Know what I mean? It's in my earlier videos. At the end of the video, like Heartbroken was our shit. That shit just had such a good vibe to it. Right. So when I heard that Drake DJ Khaled song, mm-hmm. instantaneously, I'm like, nigga, that's Heartbroken. Yeah. And then Joe Button talked about it on Everyday Struggle. Exactly. Have you watched Everyday Struggle recently? I haven't watched it recently, nah. You know Stars on there? I heard, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched I haven't it, but I'm on it. it. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I'm going to check it out, though. All right, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, so, so they, you know... Shout out to Joe and Academics because they both from Jersey. Yeah, yeah. You know they 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 were mentioning that on the show, and I like that they I, held that down. You know what? That was actually Academics who yeah, peeped yeah, that. It was. So it shout was. to him for peeping that out. Know what I mean, it was. Yeah. And that's a fact too, though. Like, I, and I'm glad that they acknowledged that because it's the truth. So when I heard the record, I was like, "Damn, he's smart." Yeah. Because technically, that's what Jersey should be doing, and if Fox is all really doing that type of style of music. And getting the parties popping, like yeah. we would be in a different space in Jersey. Like, facts, you know what I'm saying? facts. And I know that to be true because when I was an artist, my old head used to tell me the same thing. He was like, "Yo, do a club record, yo. I'm telling you, do a club record." Yeah. And I was like a conscious hip hop artist, you know what I'm saying? So I had bars. So I was. It's kind of hard. It's hard to dumb it down for a club yeah, record. I'm like, yo, I, I mean, I did all types of music. I, I wrote records for Michael Bivens. I wrote records for oh, Whispers. Shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I did records, all kinds of records, but. To me, for as an artist, I just felt like, yo, I don't be in the club. Like, I don't, yeah. that's not really what I do. Like, I come from a different perspective. I come from a street perspective. If nice. anything, I come from a hustling perspective. But I did, man, yeah. I did join the game when I was like 15. I got jumped in and all of that. But yeah. that's a different story. You know what I'm saying? But that's how I go, yeah. Back, but going back to, um, to what you were saying, like, you know, to make that transition from the street, and then a lot of people might not notice about you. And this is some some real shit, and and it's a dope ass accomplishment. So, you got your master's degree. Hell yeah! You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah, yeah. You spoke about coming from the street and then coming to a perspective of 
of having a master's degree. And yeah. I knew when I sat down with you originally that, you know, you was an intelligent brother. So I knew you was coming from a different space. And I was like, yo, that's ill mm-hmm. that, he could, that he could maneuver in both worlds because I could relate to that. Yeah, it's a it's a balancing act. My whole life, I've always had one foot in the streets, one foot in trying to make it out. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I always balanced that. And the shit was hard because... The key word is balance. Balance and not a lot of niggas could do that. You right. feel me? It's, it's a tightrope. Right. Um, you know, I got locked up. I had, I had some gun charges when I was younger. But while I was in jail over that summer, my acceptance letter to Ruckus came in the mail. You feel me? So I used that as a bargaining chip to get probation so that I can go to school. You feel me? I get out now. I didn't finish at Ruckus, but I always been minded like that. So when I had the opportunity to um, pursue my masters and shit like that, I'm like, I should go for this shit. Mm. So I start, I start going for it, not me. And I said I was kicking ass on that shit. I'm talking about like 17, 19 credits per semester. Yeah. Going hard. Because when, when I put my time into something, I don't fuck around. 17, 19 credits. That's per what, semester. That's like how many classes? That's about six classes. Six classes. Six classes. Goddamn. Banging them out. Back to back. Back to back. Mm. Not me. And, um, I got caught up in a in a situation that I ain't even gonna talk about it, but I mean it was it was, it was some trigger play involved. Mm. A couple of people lost their life. I ended up in a wheelchair. Mm. You feel me? I was in a wheelchair for like five, six months Damn. in my in my last semester before I graduated. That's great. You feel me? So that shit sat me down, but that shit sitting me down actually got me focused. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. That that fucking wheelchair sitting me down. Got me dumb focused. Mm. I smashed out my masters with like a 3.98 GPA. Mm. Feel me? And, and even when I had to walk, I could barely walk when I, I had, had a cane and everything when I had to walk across the stage. But I did that shit just to be like, yo, I got that shit done. You feel <laughs> me? Crazy. And nigga, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And so I vowed to myself, like, because the whole time I was down and out, the niggas wasn't really coming to see me like that. I had like a couple homies coming to check on me and shit. But for the most part, I was on my own. I'm like, yo, when I get back on the good for Ash Nimmy, I used to go to the club on my crutches just to be out. I was like, when I get back on the good foot, I'm kicking ass, no hold barred. And ever since I got back being able to walk after physical therapy and shit, no letting up. You feel me? I, so I got, a, I got a real different perspective when it comes to being um, succeeding and, and not getting caught up in that street drama. But at the same time, I still got really, really deep roots and ties because right. I'm from down in Hilly, yo. I went to high school in Newark. I'm tied into both worlds as far as, as far as how that, uh, how that go. You feel me? I'm just really strategic and well versed in how to make that work. Right. You feel me? Right. Cause that shit can go bad and for I, you too. And I, and I, and I, and I dig that man. Cause yeah. I come from the same perspective. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like making that transition is difficult. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And there is plenty of times when you look at yourself and be like, damn, have I, have I changed too much? And, and has the change been for the better? Yeah. Or the you know, I had a bar one time, um, probably gonna misquote myself, but it was something to the effect of the new you will always miss the old you. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um but ahead is the only place to go to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that was like and that's a fact, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's like you gotta remember that both of y'all, the new you and the old you still wanted the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And as yeah. long as you doing that that you ain't never failing on yourself. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, and, definitely. And I think a lot of people gotta realize that 
when you start to come into a certain amount of success and when you start to come into a full circle of knowing yourself, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You start to realize that you a little distant from certain people that you might have been close to. That's facts. That's facts. And when that happens, a lot of people get scared of that transition mm-hmm. and they don't make the change. Yeah. And they decide to stay the same and stay with the same people. And what they don't realize is it's just managing relationships. You know yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can still be cool with everybody that you know. Yeah. It's just about how you cool with them and how, how you know what I mean? How yeah. much time you spend, spend with them. Yeah. Time is the most valuable thing you own. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And you don't really even own that shit. Yeah, you're right, yo, cause Tom, cause Tom don't wait for nobody. You feel me? Right. And, and and it is a tough, it is a tough transition, cause I love to be running around not giving a fuck. Right. You feel me? Like I used to, right. just not giving a fuck, doing right. whatever. Like, even my little homie Vegas that just came out, like he like, yo man, I talked to a couple niggas from your neighborhood. I ain't know, I ain't know you used to get down like that. Like, and I'm like, bro, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I'm not hunting for no life sentence. I'm I'm really hunting for success. You feel me? So. You got to make, and like you said, as you have more, as you acquire more, you got a lot more to lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why, th- why throw it away? You got, a, you got a child too, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got a daughter. Okay. I got a daughter, that I'm, and I'm trying to send her to Harvard or Princeton, so. Exactly. You feel me? I got I to gotta, I gotta lead by example. I got a daughter. I got a lot of little cousins. I got a lot of little homies. Yeah. They all look up to me, and they fight, and I can't tell them what to do. I got to show them. Right. Nah, I mean, that's the way the streets are. The streets don't know no better. They 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 can only do what they see. Mm-hmm. That's why that cycle of poverty stays because they don't see past that. Yeah. So I gotta show them. Yeah. You feel me? So I, I can't be I can't be out here risking it. Nah. You, you dig me? So now we gonna dip into the fashion real quick. Man. Yeah. I gotta ask you, man. Ralph over Nordica? Ralph over Nordica? What you saying, man? I mean, check this out. How you feel about okay? How you feel about before we get there? How you feel about Thurston Howe getting his just do with the low heads? I love it. Polo, I feel like I feel like, I feel like Thurston Howe. I think I feel like that's well overdue, right. long overdue. Same with Dapper Dan and Gucci. Yeah. Um, Shout out to both. Because of the rise of hip hop, right? These fashion houses yeah. were put on by the urban community and made fashionable and trendy yeah. by urbanites. Yeah. The the uh the rich people that wear Gucci they don't wear it fashionably, right. they wear it because of quality. Yeah. We swag it. Yeah. We make it fashionable. We make it trendy. We make it edgy, which keeps your brand on the upper cusp. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. So these people that were oh, yeah drives the market and definitely is the reason Straight why up. things stay at a at a utmost high. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little. I get a little sick of the fact that we we go so hard for certain brands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I, because those brands should go hard for us. Certain brands, I love Ralph. I've always, I've yeah. always worn polo. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I've always worn a polo. I've always worn polo. That's always been my shit. Yeah. Even to this day. But you know, when I think about it, it's like, man, at a certain point, we had Rockaway, we had Sean John. Yeah, you did, you did. Fat Farm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I wonder, and I want to ask you this question. Uh-huh. Do you ever feel like we need to get back to that? You know what I'm saying? I know that you at one point worked with Coogee. Mm-hmm, I did. You know I, I actually am the one behind the revamp of Coogee. Mm-hmm. Like, I personally bought that company Fine. back. And I tried to bring FUBU back along with Coogee at the time. And the upper management up there said, hell no, that shit ain't coming back. Yo, I wanted... Pl- I Fast forward to today. Food. Yeah. I wanted FUBU when I was a kid, man. I yeah. ain't no front, yo. I had some fake FUBU. 
That shit said faux boo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got clowned for about two months. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. tight, man. Shoppers world play. Fubu was my first introduction you know. into urban streetwear, y'all. Yeah, but you know, that yeah. just goes to show my struggle. I couldn't even afford that shit. But, I mean, who, but none of us really could. It wasn't that cheap at the time. Like, nah, shit, it was expensive. Yeah, shit was a little expensive, man. These brands was costing. Rockaway was costing, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? But that Rockaway was popping. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a point in time where you, you know, you can come through Rockaway down and be fly as shit. Uh huh. Like, yeah, you're right. You know, the I mean? Rockaway of a lawsuits and all that. Yeah, like, and I don't know what happened, man. It was like, yo, we just. We went from that to the, like, the thing is, they, they they was chasing Urban. You can't chase Urban. Yeah. Now, you got to let Urban chase you. That's why Burberry don't ever lower their prices. That's why Apple don't ever have a sale. Mm. They stay here and let you chase it. Right. Louis Vuitton won't never have no 50% off sale, even right. if it's Christmas. Right. You feel me? Even if they right. build and burn down. Yeah, once you, yeah, once you were like, yeah, you they, know, Marshalls and like, yeah. So, it's like FUBU and all them tried to chase that's my spots. Yeah, that was my spots. I actually regret not buying the Coogees when they was in there, but they was like size small back then in Marshalls, and niggas wanted three X. So I was, I was like, nah. But I wish I did buy them back then. I'm mad at like certain pieces I bought. I bought way too big back then. Like, I know. Because I still can't fit them shits. Like, give them to me. This is like, I ain't even got them no more. That's oh the shit. Because I didn't see this happening. Yeah. Like I didn't see. I didn't see the vintage thing happening. I was such, I, I was seen it a long a time ago. Yeah, new. yeah. Like everything had to be brand new. Yep. And, and it was always like that with me. Like you know what I'm saying. I'm a one-time weird type of dude. Like shit like that. Yeah. I changed now. Now I keep I it new. Some shit from like 2007. I still got sneakers from 2007 that I bought. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know I appreciate them shits. But at the end of the day, it's like damn, I didn't see that trend coming. I would have held on to all that shit. Facts. You know what I mean? But like yeah, you you. Now speaking of that, you got a lot of vintage. Shit. I got a lot. I started collecting early in the game. Plus, was, I, did you see that happening? I seen it like, coming. Or was that a culture that I just wasn't aware? Of? A lot of a, a lot of people didn't see it coming. Me, I I try to do. The reason I don't shop in the mall is because everybody can have it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I rarely shop at the mall, and it's like when it came to clothing, I always want what's either about to be in style or some shit that was lit that niggas forgot about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So. I'll say around 09, I'm like, nigga, let me get back to this Versace shit. Mm. And Versace was, Versace.com didn't even have clothes Damn. back then. Not, neither the Coogee.com. Right. All them shits was defunct. Right. Gucci, none of them All that shit. Really so when I went around collecting, now I mean, the Versace was kind of harder to get my hands on, but I, I grabbed it up. The Coogee, niggas, was, I'm like, yo, y'all still sell Coogee here? They was like, hell no. I'm like, what happened to all the Coogee you got? They'll, they'll bring me boxes of Coogee from the basement. Like, we was going to throw this in the trash, but if you oh. want it, take it. Give me that. Crazy. Yeah, all these all these stores all up and down. Yeah, all these shits. So I start grabbing shit, um, and then little by little, I got. I luckily had an internship up in the sneaker beast office, which happened to be the old Fubu slash Kuji office. Mm. And I was just like, "Y'all still on Kuji?" They like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Y'all ready to bring it back?" They was like, "Hell, fucking no." I'm like, "Give me all the material you got." They gave me the material. I took it to my little cousin who went to FIT, uh, my shorty, uh, Henry Ochi. She made me some Kooji ski masks. The day I posted them shits on Instagram. Damn, you was, you was the one who did that? That's yeah. fire. The day That's I posted fire, the Kooji ski masks on Instagram. That's crazy. Every rapper and a mother immediately hit up the Kooji page. Man. You feel me? Kooji had no Instagram. Kooji had no Facebook back then. I, re- I put all of that into motion for them. You feel me? And um, 
shit started booming. Yeah. Shit started booming. The company name started booming. I had hella vintage and it was always a struggle because the company wanted to come out with new product, but it took them forever to develop it. Like forever. Mm. But I had hella product on deck. Right. So my shit started moving. Mm. You feel me? To this day, I made more money off Kooji than Kooji the company has made off Kooji. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fly shit. You feel me? Yeah. Facts. And so that, that was my introduction into the actual industry of fashion yeah. as far as rubbing shoulders with the niggas that do things in fashion. But I've always been fashionable. You made you just say, yo, I'm going to go talk to Kooji and and tell him we bringing this shit back. Like, what made you just go ahead and say that? Like, yo. You have, now tell the people real quick because I, I yeah. want to know and I know a lot of people want to know, like, yo, did you have like a crazy Instagram following or something when this happened? I don't like, know. Like, I, I still what, don't. What, 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 <laughs> so what was going through your mind? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's some fly shit. I like that. I would have did some shit I, like that too. J- just just a vision. Shit. Like, I, in my head... I, I know when the trends is coming back. You feel me? And so, if I'm already, I'm partying in New York all the time, wearing my old coogies. Niggas coming up to me trying to buy them shits off my back. Like, damn, I ain't seen that in years. So I, I knew the wave was coming. Well, the wave was here. Yeah. There just wasn't a supply to meet the demand. Right. right? I just so happened to be in the FUBU office, and I'm like, you know, me doing my, my Googles, FUBU on coogies. So I asked them, y'all still own Kooji? Yeah, let's bring it back. They're like, no. Let's bring Fubu back. They're like, no. When you said this, who was you saying this to? Willie Esco. Now, how did you just not, how did you just get to talk to Willie Esco? Like, how did that All right, Willie Esco was running a sneaker blog called Sneaker Beast. That he, that oh, he was, okay, you was interning for the For blog. Sneaker Beast. I was blogging for Sneaker Beast. So and you was blogging? Not by choice. All right, my nigga Pito, shout out to Pito. Pito hit me up like, yo, I'm at the sneaker blog shit, and I know you be on your fashion shit. Come up for an interview, and you can fuck around and find a position up there. I'm like, shit, I want mom working at some place. I'm think, in my head, I'm thinking free sneakers. Sneaker, sneaker blog, gotta have sneakers. Yeah. I go up there, they like, oh, you fly. I'm like, yeah. Roast the Unicorn Sauce, Lord Killer Cobain, and you listen to the Sam Davis Podcast. Tune in. Took the condom off. Make money, make friends, make hits. Baltimore, rest in peace, K Swift. Say less, do more, stay lit. This jersey won't play that shit. We gon' spray that shit. Swing that shit, hundred rounds in the cave. When I swing that bitch, I will take the girl. If you bring that bitch, I'm a rapper, baby. I'll save the shit. But don't get me wrong, if I wanna see your thong, thongs let me know that the ass cheeks will show. If everything's alright, I'm gon' make it last all night. Pull them thongs to the side. Hold up, talk to me nice, so don't talk to me twice.
street was heartbroken for days, man. Me being the visionary that I am, I'm like, yo, let's bring these shits back. Yeah. They like, nah. All of them. Top to the bottom. Now, they like to claim credit for bringing it back. They was, they was a good... FUBU just came back two weeks ago. I was up there in 2014. So, what's going on with Kooji now? They done up. The company? Yeah. I don't even think they got the office no more. Ever since I walked out of there, when I left, the sauce left. The sauce, the sauce left sauce when I left. Yeah. God damn it, yo. The sauce left when I left. And, and, yeah. <laughs> when, when I when, when I walked out the door, the sauce walked yo, out the door. The way he just said that, he said, "Yo, the sauce left, yeah." Yeah, bro. True facts. The gone. True facts. The jar was empty. The Think about it. Gone. If you needed a coogee today, <laughs> would you go to coogee.com or would you call the sauce lord? I tried to go to Coogee. If Coogee.com is even still up. <laughs> that shit don't even got none of my sizes. Thank you. And like that shit, like, it, it's been the same forever. And the yeah. shit I really want ain't on it. That's my whole point. That's my whole point. So you got all the Coogee. All so of them. So I got to come see you for the Coogee. I got all of them. Oh, shit. I got more Coogee than Coogee the company. Jesus. <laughs> Facts. Jesus. Facts. Well, um, check that. What we're starting to do here is every Saturday and Sunday, yeah. we're gonna have a curated vintage thrift. Okay. Vendors are gonna be all through here. You don't gotta pay no interest fee or nothing to come in. Don't. Just come in and shop. We're gonna have one dollar racks, yeah. ten dollar racks. You can get fresh for ten dollars here, yeah. or you can get some exclusive exclusives. It's gonna cost you a little bit more, but yeah. everything will be available. Right. So that's so like we we're trying to eliminate you having to even go to Soho. Yeah. Everybody in Newark, everybody from Jersey, y'all come right to SS Law and get fresh. Mm, you feel me? Fire. Yeah, so fire. If you innovating the game, man. Trying to, man. Trying to. Trying to. That's ill that y'all being able to do that. And it's power in numbers. You know what I'm saying? Facts, facts. And, and y'all got everything. Y'all got the film squad. Y'all got the artists. And yeah. y'all got the models. The models, definitely. Let me talk about that for a second. So when it comes to that game, like... How, how are you, what's your involvement with the Secret Society? XO? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, we, we, we're instrumental in, in, in forming that. Um, so, Fever Gang and Secret Society have always run neck and neck with each other as far as back in the day. We all been homies. Now, I mean, we from different neighborhoods, different places, but we was all doing the same shit. Right. As, um, as we evolved as companies, you know what I mean? Nimi became the head. 
figure in SS, whereas I was the head figure in 151. And both of us are really like forward thinking minds. And so there was a point in time where the only people really hanging out, going to the city, going to these events was me, Nimi, and Funeral Fox. Right? And, she, and she's the head of Secret Society X, all the models. So me, Nimi, and Fox would go to these events in the city. But we would always, Fox, she knows hella good, we'd always bring mad bitches with us. And think, 10 shorties, me and Nimi. We getting in the most exclusive clubs for free. because we got all these girls, right? And so Nimi also shit like, yo, what y'all think about, and I mean, if we put together an actual squad of girls, me, him, and Fox, and we kind of like brainstormed this little brainchild of Secret Society XO. And when we put that together and hit the scene, that shit was like instant branding to bring the name Secret Society to the forefront. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it, it has always been like a lot of people like, damn, how you jump from Fever Game to Secret Society? I never made a jump. Yeah. It was more like a collaboration. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then me and Nimi together have just been snowballing, pushing that forward as a culture. So mm. Secret Society is like the letterhead. Mm. We the muscles behind it. Right. Know what I mean? And that's what it is. That's what it is. It's like, right. it's like think Pfizer. Pfizer, the uh, the uh, the medicine company, yeah. they got Advil, Aspirin, they got all these different medicines that are really powerful. Mm. But all of that shit pushes Pfizer. Pfizer is the multi-billion-dollar conglomerate. Sure. So that's that's what me, Nimi, Fox, Secret Society, XO, Secret Society, the the videographers, the artists, the interns, we're all those different brands pushing that one thing to the forefront. Mm. Of being a conglomerate, and, and even you yourself, and your, your contribution to Red Dot, yeah. you're a part of this formula. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we consider all of y'all like extended family of Secret Society. No, that's you dig what I'm saying? Straight up, man. real talk. You know what I'm saying? I always, you know, I always admired the movement. You know what I mean? I always seen that y'all had something that was special because I came out of a unit myself, and I know how it can go. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's hard. It's like when it works, it's like it's amazing to see. Yeah. And it's great to, to um to even contribute or be a part of that because I, it's always about pushing the culture forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's always important for me as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, at this point, you know what I mean? Um, we would have played your record, you know what I'm saying? We would have heartbroken. We're gonna definitely play that on the podcast. Let's and get then, it. Um, you know what I'm saying? But coming back off of the record. You know what I mean? The, the, the main thing I wanted to ask you was, man, how you feel about love, man? Like, what is love to you, man? You know what I'm saying? And do you feel like you get a lot of love or do you feel like you get a lot of hate? Or do you know how to transfer the hate into love? What's Check love this out. I love, to me, love is just genuine support. Yeah. Like, I feel like you got love. You feel me? Like, yeah. like, we don't really, we're not gaining nothing monetarily off each other, yeah. but if I see you doing something, yeah. I definitely want you to do that shit and win. And I see vice versa with the support. That's love. Like it's just it's an unconditional thing. You feel me? There's no there there there's no ulterior motive when it comes to love. Right. As far as out here, I've always gotten a lot of love in the streets. As far as being um a motivational figure for people to like yo niggas hit me up all the time. Like I said I screenshot a lot of my DMs and messages, but niggas be like yo man I like what you're doing. Right. I, you you motivate me to keep going. Like you. Right. I, you like the fact that you could keep going with a smile and be successful. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of fails, yeah. but I don't. I don't show that shit. Yeah. I, I, you'll never see me complaining either. Yeah. I make it happen. So I feel like I get a lot of love. I know I get a lot of hate, but I always got a lot of hate. Right. So I'm used to it. But secondly, I'm like I said, I'm very strategic in the streets. Yeah. Now coming off the whole fever gang wave. 
We had a lot of hate. We, we went to war with Irvington. It's unheard of. We went to war with the whole Irvington. And what I what I what I sat down and thought about one day was like I told my whole squad, what would happen if we turned our enemies into part of our squad? Like the same energy that we use in the like we would. I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. But like we used to we used to get it in with Irvington. And I swear to God, I had a meeting. You know Louis J. One of his close, one of Louis J's close mans, my nigga Buck. We, we we like best friends to this day. I met up with my nigga Buck, and I'm like, yo, instead of beefing, we can get a lot of money together. Yeah. Buck is like, he was very you no, know, he was a great street nigga back then. He's still great, and we end up trapping together. Yeah. And when Fever Game, when we linked with these great niggas that we was beefing with, mm. I turned my enemies into into profit. Mm. You feel me? I had great niggas living in my basement, paying me rent while trapping up my basement. <laughs> while, while, while me and my niggas, while me and my niggas yeah. trapped on the second and third floors, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Getting it, going to different towns, trapping. Right. And you can ask these niggas. I know a lot of these rap niggas from the streets. You can ask them about my history. And so I've always known, I don't let a lot of niggas onto this, but for me, it's like, yo, the main nigga you beefing with, if he, if you consider him a worthy adversary, right. then he would also be a worthy um, ally. You know what I'm saying? Because if he got that energy to go to war with a nigga like me, imagine me and him versus everybody else. So I've always done that. So niggas that hate on me. That's fire, man. It's more strength than unity, Facts, facts. It's more strength than unity. I think everybody need to take a note on that. Facts. So, yeah. Niggas that hate on me, if it was was never no blood spilt, if I ain't never put my hands on you and you never touch me, if it's just hate because of words, whatever, I extend the olive branch. Come get some money over here. Right. Come get some money over here. You feel me with a real nigga? If you a real nigga that can come against me, come get some money with some real niggas. Yeah. And I extend that, and I've always done that. I turned all my enemies into either homies and allies, and the ones that didn't, they out of here. Yeah. Like, like yeah, they out, they gone. You feel me? Straight facts. Straight facts. I was like, yo, yeah. I don't know how you gonna answer this. I'm gonna yeah. ask this question and see how it go and shit. Yeah, so you know so saying? as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I get all the love. I feel yeah. like I feel like if you hating on me, you still love me because you watching. You feel me? So I feel like I feel like I get a lot of love. So now moving forward, man, like, you know, what's 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 on the mission? You know what I'm saying? What's on the menu? What you you after right now? Listen. What you feel your purpose is? You know what I mean? I feel like. Because you're doing music, you're doing fashion, y'all running this whole. Yeah. You know, you know, vintage game and this cultural, you know, push forward. You know what I mean? Like, what is it that you really after? What is it that you really want? You know what I'm saying? My ultimate focus is to do what Diddy did for Bad Boy. They do it. I want to start a conglomerate, mm. you feel me, to where everybody coming up can follow suit and eat. Yeah. You feel me? Like, like a lot of people been hitting me up, like, yo, my nigga, pick a lane. Yeah. You doing music, you doing fashion, like, what do you do to pick a lane? I'm nah, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, nigga, ain't no picking lanes. We, we are, I'm swerving, lane to lane, hogging it. You feel me? And then, and then you got to make room. Make room for what we doing. That's right. Listen, the thing is, like, you... When it comes to being um, multi-talented, you know what I'm saying, it's about, again, balance. It's yeah. about balancing your hustles. You don't ever want to sp- spread yourself too thin. That's so, right, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? So you don't want to pick up too many things just because you can. Yeah, nah, you know I'm, I mean? I'm sticking to what I'm good at. Right, you feel me? Exactly. I'm, I'm good at my visuals. Right. I'm good at my music. Mm-hmm. And I have fun with my music. Right. I'm good at my fashion and I enjoy it. Right. And I'm also good with, with, with the youth. You yeah. feel me? And, and 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 that's something I want to also integrate and bring opportunities for them as well. Mm. So because I didn't have no big homies coming up, I didn't have nobody to pull me up. Right. 
I got lucky that I didn't go caught up in the trap of the streets, right. struggling to make my way up out of it. But mm-hmm. imagine if, if you had that help in hand, what you could accomplish. Exactly. And so, and so that's that's our ultimate goal, man. We, we want to make this a conglomerate. Talk about building youth center. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Every youth center I ever been to was fucked up. I'm not trying to build no fucking youth center. <laughs> this this what I'm doing. This what I'm doing, yo. I don't give a damn about a youth center. Listen, this is the center right here. And if you if you, hell no. Yeah, I used to go to why we used to go to uh, the the boys and girls club on Broadway, man. We used to be out there doing everything. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Nah. That's a fact. Yeah, real talk. Like my, the the whole purpose is forward progression, and and I'm going to take over all lanes. Yeah. We're going to take over all lanes, and not saying take over as in compete and knock niggas out the box. Right. I mean take over as in success wise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As in it being the top in the world, not just in Jersey. Let me ask you something. Since you since you so good at being where the culture is shifted to, where mm-hmm. do you think the culture is moving to fashion-wise? Because uh, there was a certain point in time, right, where, yeah. when hip-hop, hip-hop has always driven fashion. Yeah. And the thing is, though, when hip-hop was driving fashion in the earlier stages, mm-hmm. it was like we were, we were pushing certain brands and everything had to be brand new. Yeah. Right? And then it kind of... It broke open at a certain point yeah where like this thrift this thrift shop shopping started happening mm-hmm. and like this vintage like you like you like you do now with the vintage where it started happening and like you know old stuff started looking like new stuff yeah new stuff started looking, looking like old, old stuff yeah you know? so it's like yo like what's going on so it's like where do you see it at now because i feel like fashion is kind of in a good space that way fashion is in a space right now where there's no such thing as bad swag. Right. It's so open that you could put on some bullshit, right. go to a party, and they'd be like, oh, I see where you coming from. You right. want the cozy right. shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's open. There's no such thing as there's no such thing as an ass outfit these days, mm. from what I've been noticing. Oh shit, I think Vegas might be downstairs. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we back and shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so, you know, like you were saying, yeah. man, pushing the culture forward is definitely important. And, and again, you know, um, I hate to keep saying that, but like like we were talking about with the fashion, yeah, yeah. it's like kind of in a space now where, you know, people could do whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. are we ever going to come back to a point where rappers start owning brands that pop again or, like, we, we get our own? Like, for example, yeah. do, you, do you want your own fashion line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could definitely be in the works. And I think I think that is going to come back. Um, you know, everything goes in cycles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, what about, what about for yourself? Like, would you would you have a your own line? Right I, now? I, I would do a line. I don't know if I would attach my actual face and name to it mm. because I kind of move different right now, and, I, and I'm still establishing myself. But if I was to get behind some brands or work with some brands, I know that whatever designs or ideas I put forth would definitely go. You know what I'm saying? Like the brands I've already worked with mm. has gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when I get to the level of being able to um, legitimately call myself a fashion designer, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to call myself, I'm not going to do like some other rappers have done to call themselves a designer when they don't really design. You feel me? I do. I'm a stylist. I'm a curator. And I I do design. You feel me? I don't sew. I don't sew, but I can draw. I do put together, 
You know what I'm saying? I know what's going on as far as fashion-wise. It's fucked up, right? Because, like, you know, coming up in the hood, like, someone was definitely yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. agenda. I don't sew, but I got people, <laughs> I, could, I could go to people that sew with my ideas and put yeah. fly shit together all yeah. the time. You feel me? Yeah. So, like I said, every, everything is steps and, and, and levels. So, right, right about now, maybe maybe with a brand or maybe working with other brands because that, that's always on the table for me. But, um, yeah, definitely in, it's definitely in the stars. Mm. You feel me? It's that's definitely fine. in the stars. You feel me? I feel where you're coming from. Like, do you feel like Should the I? game is getting kind of collabed out now? How you feel about the collabs going on? There? It's yeah, getting crazy. It, it, it's a lot of collabs going on. Um, Doc Martin just did one with Babe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. You know, a lot of different collabs happening every day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, See, but. And, and it's kind of like a thing now. Sometimes, like, the collab be ass. Like, Exactly. A company that like you be like, what the fuck, like Reese's, like yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, it just be like, just a random. Reese's collab, like nigga, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But what's going on? Like, like how you feel about that? I like the collabs when it makes sense. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And when, when it makes when it makes sense and when it increases the quality, like the um, like the Kiff Timberlands. Yeah. Woo, them yeah. shit's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when how the, you feel about the Supreme Timberlands, the ones as well as dropped? The American flag ones, I was not a fan of them, and I'm. And I I know a lot of people wasn't because it was on their website for a minute. Yeah, they stayed for a minute, especially the tan joints. Yeah, they did sell out, Mm -hmm. but the tan ones didn't, and I know why. I feel like, and and this is just my public, my 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 personal opinion, rather. But um, I'm gonna make it public now. But Mm -hmm. I, I think that I know I feel weird about wearing flag now. Facts, facts, facts. Like, I feel weird about yeah, yeah, American, American flag. flag. Yeah, like, same here. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. like I don't feel like I feel like I'm representing Trump or something when I do that. You know right, what I'm you're right. Like, Yo, I don't really represent that. I don't really represent what this country is standing for. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel funny with it now. The black on black joints, I can a black see flag. That. It, you know yeah, it make more sense. You know, yeah. that stands for a lot of other things. So it's like, all right, cool. But, yeah. but that American flag shit, like I ain't gonna lie, I sold the low sweater that I was that I had for a minute. That was a heavy joint back in back in the day, not uh-huh. too long ago. But it was an American flag joint. And I sold it because it was just like I don't really feel comfortable wearing this shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I wore it out one time since Trump been president, <laughs> and like white people was like looking at me everywhere and like smiling, like they was mad happy. Yeah, like you mad patriotic and shit. And yeah, I was like, oh, no. man, fuck this. I was gonna give it to them, like yo, y'all can have this shit because this one white family. <laughs> I was in um, um Shout out to Chili's. I was in Chili's and shit, and this white family was looking at me and like them, their kids, everybody was pointing at the sweater, like. Oh, yeah. I'm like, damn, man, I don't even like this shit now. Y'all yeah, nah. Shit, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know. That's a personal the, opinion. Yeah, it's a fact. Nah, like, the collab got to make sense and it got to increase the value. And, and another thing I've been noticing is niggas, brands ain't putting a lot of work into the design. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They not putting a lot of work into the design. Right. Case in point, Polo Snow Beach just dropped again, right? Yeah. You know it's going to sell out by default. But this was a major opportunity for Ralph Lauren to flex, yeah. to show off something innovative, right? Yeah. Did you see the sneakers that came with that collection? Yeah. The fuck was that? This was a major opportunity to flex creative. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. To show like, yo. Sneakers was trash. Bro. Sneakers was trash. 
trash. You I wasn't looking at the sneakers, but I did follow the collection. The collection I list. did end up um, online for the joint. Uh, you know, on online, I was, you know, I got, I was, yeah, I was yeah, 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 yeah. Or whatever. Did you get some? And no. Oh shit. By the time, first of all, I really I'm fronting because I really didn't have no bread to get nothing. Yeah. I just randomly ended up on Islam because I seen an ad that popped up on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, yo. Uh, the Snow Beach collection drops in 15 minutes. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I clicked on this ad, and it took me to the site, and boom, I'm waiting in line for 15 minutes. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I don't have no bread, but let me just see what the fuck they offering. Maybe I can snatch something up. Yeah, yeah, saying? yeah, hell yeah. So I'm like, yo, fuck it, let me just see. But I, to case in point, I do feel like, yo... It could have been a little bit more innovative. I didn't. I wasn't. To be honest, I wasn't really feeling the colors like that. I know. Yeah. The '93 theme and all of that. I know that they was trying to bring back some original pieces, but it was just like, yo. One thing I get tired of too with Ralph is like, yo, like you know what the people want. I don't know why you be trying to push this bullshit on us. Like mm-hmm. you be trying to push all this regular shit on us when you know what the people want. Exactly. You down. You knew what the people wanted. Exactly. This past year, you brought back the Iconic Collection, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, which I snagged a couple pieces of, mm-hmm. and all of those are actually rugby pieces. Yeah. That you basically just threw back out. Mm-hmm. That, that you know, those was basically like fillers for them. Yeah. To be like, oh, okay, they really do want this Letterman shit back. Hell yeah, we never wanted that shit to go nowhere. Exactly. We love the patches. We want all that Bro, shit Bro, the rugby back. store was fucking lit. I know. I'm part lit. of all of that. I still got rugby pieces right now. Yeah. I just had a rugby piece on earlier today. Like, because I, you know what I mean? You can check my glam and my story. The first the first post I put today, like, I had lined up a bunch of my low shit because I just was like, damn, like, these were all the pieces that I thought were ill that he need to bring this line Yeah, back. yeah. Like, he need to bring them. It was a lot of rugby pieces. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Let me tell you what's funny about rugby, y'all. So you know they they had went out of business the store yeah, right they had I a big I was ass sale yeah. yeah so my should have snagged more I'm bugging so my pop my pops be liking to be funny right because he hate the way I dress he be trying to make me on some preppy shit so he always purposely buy me some bullshit mm. now I mean some USPA oh shit so when he's he ain't know no better yeah. when he saw rugby going out of business he said oh yeah I'm gonna get Kirk a whole bunch of this shit yeah he got me hella rugby oh man for the low it was like. $10. Yeah, I know, I know. And he, he went like, all out. He got me mad rugby. And I, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on with Ralph, yo? Yeah. Like, he just said, fuck it. And I swear to God, I'm not even going to lie. I swear to you, it's probably the first time I'm going to admit this, but I blame Vidal for this shit, yo. <laughs> I promise you not, yo. I blame Vidal for this shit. I swear to you. They made it too urban. went too far with it. It was like, Vado, you got to relax. Yeah. You went too far, Vado. Yeah. You pissed Ralph off, Vado. Like, Facts. You, I don't know what you did. I think maybe when you named your son Rugby or something. Named his son Rugby? No, no, no disrespect yeah. at all. But I don't know what it was, but it was like, yo, Ralph just like, it seemed like as soon as Vado popped with Rugby, you know, everything was rugby down with Votto. Yeah. Votto's still the man for the rugby. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's still fire with the love. But I'm just saying, like, yo, that shit was crazy to me how, like, son, I'm like, yo, how all this rugby shit going out of style when it's... It was in style. It was in style. Maybe... Like, the shit down. Maybe, 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 store, maybe the store wasn't making bread. And that might have been, but you it was me? like, yo, at that point, you just need to reassess... How you doing business? Because 
You know so what? That that probably actually. was it. The store probably wasn't making bread. Cause you, I remember, fly black niggas was buying polo, but polo's main customer is regular white motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So if they wasn't buying it, probably wasn't bringing in the revenue. You feel me? Yeah. We was buying it, even at the highest price point. Cause I remember rugby was nah, kind of expensive. But at the same time, the urban market and, and, and the ethnic market drives. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But country, I'm so telling you, I, I can't imagine them closing a store down that's profitable. The spending power. So yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We would have kept that shit alive because I know with the iconic collection, that shit was selling out fast. Yeah. You know I mean, I grabbed my pieces early. Yeah. I'm talking about, bro, when that shit dropped online, and, and they bullshitted, actually. What happened was, and, and again, this is like, again, Ralph disappointed me in a way. Like, they dropped the iconic collection. Bam, they sold it out in like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, yo, that's bullshit. I called up the store at Shore Hills. Shore Hills had some of the pieces. They did, yeah. I remember. So I was like, I right, bet. So I ran over to Shore Hills. I grabbed up one of the pieces, right? I had already snatched the hat up from offline. Yeah. The hat's fire, right? So I'm like, yo, I got one of the pieces. I still had to get the cricket sweater. And like, there was another piece I wanted too. Um, this, the army jacket. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got to get these three pieces or whatever. So I get these pieces and they go back online. Oh, like, hell no. Nah. Like yeah. Days. And then what happens they, is they, they re dumb shit. Two more days later, it goes on sale. So you know, I return all my shit. And of course, of course. Nike you been doing that shit too. Nike been doing that shit. And that shit is clown shit. Should have like, sell out and then you go on the app the next day, should be back in stock. I'm I'm just one of them consumers that been on my fly shit that's tired of the bullshit. It's like, yo, when I got the money, I want to be able to cop. Stop playing with facts, me. Facts, facts. Stop playing these games with me. It's like, you know what I mean? I cop these, the, 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 these joints I got on now because everybody slept on them when they dropped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that yo, this is fire on the low. And they and it was like and what I like what I when it comes to sneakers with me my thing is I cop shit that means shit you know what I'm saying like yeah, it gotta yeah, have yeah. a meaning to me like it can't just to me it's not just about it being fly like it gotta have a meaning when it comes to the premium shit word you word know what I'm saying like if I'm gonna spend that money it gotta have a meaning like if I'm gonna spend that money on some terms I'm gonna spend them on the forty belows because they got a mm-hmm, meaning mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna spend them. On just some bullshit, yeah, you know what I mean? Like exactly. just because, like, nah. When it comes to, to to Nike and it comes to the lows, I'm not same I'm not Just buying the, the regular shit. I'm buying shit that means something. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't really, I ain't really cop a lot of the, new, you know, Tommy been dropping all like new retro shit also, but it looked like new retro shit. Like, but, and that shit was clown. Come to on, me man. I know that he was copying Ralph, and Ralph really clowned to me because he really only. Doing what the low has been doing. See, see what happened. Thurston Howell dropped the low, the low book. I remember. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now, yeah, Ralph yeah. In the campaign because they gotta recognize him for that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Ralph need to get his shit together and stop disappointing the people, yo. And put out this Letterman shit again. You know what I mean? If you want to call it the iconic collection, call it that. Mm-hmm. Drop some more pieces in that. You know what I mean? He dropped some fire ass jeans, but he gonna make some. He made some crop jeans. It was crap. Yeah. So it was like, bro, I don't want to wear the crap version of that. If you would have just had the regular skinny version, yeah, of that, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The crop version, you going a step too far. Everybody ain't trying to go that route. <laughs> like I dig that swag, but like I wasn't trying to go that route right now. But uh-huh. even that, I would have copped them. But like, 
again, it was just like he wasn't even making my size, really. It was crazy. I was like, I'm bugging, yo. So, again, like, when it comes to stuff like that, you know what I mean? I just wonder when Ralph is slipping like that, who's going to be the one to take that position? You know what See, I'm saying? See, this is the thing. The, these these major fashion houses, I feel like they built they like built in stone. Mm. They going they going they going to be here for a minute. They're just like motherfucking um um good 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 rich tires or whatever. Tires. Like good year yeah. tires like yeah. like Sprite, like Coca-Cola yeah. company, Pepsi yeah. Corporation. These shit is they, they up there, right? Yeah. So even when they make bullshit or whatever, whatever factories or or, or production line that they own where it's streamlined, where they where it's profitable, yeah. they're not gonna give that up to no up and comers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not gonna let no up and comers get that production line. So it's always gonna be hard, no matter how good your quality is, to compete with them on a financial level because you gotta find your materials, mm-hmm. you gotta get your shit produced, mm-hmm. you gotta get your shit shipped in, you gotta quality control, all that. Right. This shit been built since years ago. Them fashion houses been had that shit put together. Right. How can an up and comer get that built and still have your brand lit? Cause that's two different hard things to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they always gonna be on top as far as that. like Ralph Lauren, the Versace, the Louis, but the Gucci's. the power of like a Pharrell. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like anything Pharrell touches damn near is on fire. You For, know what I'm saying? Pharrell lit, but are they gonna let Pharrell own a fashion house, or is he going? When you say a fashion house, you mean a factory, or you? I'm talking about the factory, like top to bottom. Mm. Will Pharrell be able to own that, or will he always be a partner? Will he always be a collaborator? So why you know can't somebody saying? build their own fashion house? Ask Kanye. Why well, Kanye ain't build it yet? Right. Why he? Why he? Why he begging Adidas? Right. Why he? Why you begging Nike to make more? Right. Why you not making more? It gotta be very. Contracts. It gotta be extreme. Exactly. All of that. It gotta be extremely hard to do from scratch. Yeah. It gotta Nike be. Nike like, nah, bro. Yeah, think about nah, it. You gotta come Why they ain't do it? You feel me? Yeah. How what? you feel about the Yeezys and what he did with, with the runners? How you feel about the, uh, you know what I'm saying? I gotta ask you these questions before we leave. All right. Quick. Uh, ba- based on my personal stat. No, 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 we good. We got, we got as much time as we need. Based on my personal style and taste, them low top Yeezys that look like socks, yeah. that's not for me. <laughs> You feel me? Ba- ba- like socks? Yeah. Socks. Oh shit. That, that. Dude, they look familiar. Yeah. Yo. I couldn't really put my, my finger on it, yo. Yeah, they oh, like socks. Them yeah. shit's like Keebler Elf socks. Yes. So, God damn. personally, Yeezys, yeah, personally, those Yeezys is not for me. I don't see what's creative about them. Mm. I don't see what. They really depressed those. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, like Ad- Nike not to mention, Adidas already had similar sneakers to that. Also, yeah. Now, what he did in Nike, what he did with Nike, those was dope, right? Because those was a new type of silhouette, a new type of shape. Right. These like these just like croissants on your feet, different color croissants, <laughs> right? To me, there was nothing innovative about it except for the name, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Even the boot he had came out with, it wasn't really innovative. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look, if you look at a Balenciaga what, that moon boot, nah, it was like a. The one, the Yeezy that zipped up on the side, it's like suede, and it come a little high, gray. Yeah, nah, I seen them shits. Yeah. So, I respect what he did with Brandon. I know what you're talking about. Them shits look like space shoes. Yeah, yeah, those, the moon boo. Yeah, yeah, those. 
So, and all of his sneakers, except for the Wave Runners, right? I respect the Wave Runners because it looks like it's, he actually designed something. Really? It ain't it ain't the it ain't the greatest of designs, but at least it's something. Word. You like the Wave Runners? It's it's something. I wouldn't wear them, but it's something. <laughs> To me, it's something, and so I respect when you try to I do really something. I really think them shits look like, like some Doug sneakers or some shit. Like they do. I mean, and, and then I, w- I went to sneaker car recently, and I and I picked them up and held them in my hand, they're and super they, they're super light. Like, they didn't even have Trash. the... They had no premium weight to it. You know how when you go... Yeah, exactly. They didn't, yeah. they didn't feel premium, yeah. right? And so... I respect what he does branding wise. I respect the hype beast culture that he gets around. That not, I don't respect the hype beast, but I respect that he's able to generate that around his brand and maintain that. I don't know how you maintain that, putting out that type of quality stuff, but I respect it being able to do that. So yeah. that's what's up. But yeah. it ain't for it's me. Loud. Yeah, I went to loud. I went to SneakerCon. Right? I went to SneakerCon looking for some rare collectibles. Every table had Yeezys. Yeah. I'm talking thousands. Everyone at SneakerCon had on Yeezys. And if it wasn't the Yeezys, it was the, the human races. Right. Now, I kind of, I like the human races, but. I do. Yeah. I do. I like the Pharrell. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the human he races. Kind of, what kind of he asked with that, to be honest. He turned up with you, like, design-wise. As opposed to the Yeezys. Yeah, design-wise, the human races is lit. And they had a purpose. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, like, and, but that's my thing. For somebody like Pharrell, who can design. Yeah. Who's influential. Who knows what the people want. Yeah. To not have a fashion house. Gotta it gotta mean something. It gotta right. mean it's, it gotta be super difficult. Cause right. why wouldn't you? Right. And like I said, like and these major corporations are not gonna let but you get that money. Do you think that we might be moving in that direction now with brands like Gucci acknowledging people like Dapper Dan? They're acknowledging like Dapper Dan because bringing Dapper Dan in brings them more revenue. Mm-hmm. Dapper Dan is but not. They, but they always knew that. They yeah. always knew that. That's not something that they just found. Out. Let me tell you something. So, so people why with now? people with power do not relinquish power. Why would you do that? You might relinquish some money, but you're not gonna relinquish power. Was it because they dropped that piece and didn't realize, like, yo, oh shit, you, we didn't think that Dapper Dan's people would turn up like that? That yeah, I that think too. That, that too. Did it. Yeah, that too. I think that might have did. Yeah. It. I think it might have been save our ass from backlash or some bullshit. It's, it's, it's always some spin to it. But Definitely. I don't think that it was. Oh yeah, we realized this could bring in revenue because I don't think that, that it, it, was it, it, it was it was it was like it was like PR, a public relation thing. Right, like, you know what right, I mean? I, right. I definitely could attest to that. I yeah. could say that. I definitely think that that would be more of that move. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. kind of gave him this. His they gave they good. Because think about it, they not even they not even going to lose too much by giving Dapper Dan his shot. They could give Dapper Dan thirty million and wouldn't lose nothing. They could give him a thirty million dollar contract and still that wouldn't be a drop in the bucket for them. How many rappers is wearing Gucci right now just because of Dapper Dan? Facts. Like right now, I'm talking about because he got his just due. Mm-hmm. They are supporting him right now. Yeah, of course. His designs from Gucci and going to him and designing tracks. Word. And everything else, and that's what he's doing right now. Shit, I might, so I might need to stop by there, but yeah. Yo, and that's what I'm saying. I ain't got the kind of brag. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck, you know, how the fuck, and I ain't here to ask that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I need that kind of money right now so I can make shit like that happen for myself. I need yeah. to go sit down with that and get some flash. But done. even look at um, look at motherfucking Dr. Dre and him, right? Dr. Dre was killing him in the technology field, yeah, in the tech space, and yeah. I mean with the headphones and blah, blah, blah. right, and they trying to buy him out, or if they didn't, did, did, he sold it, right? He sold something. Did he uh, sell some shit recently? Probably, yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. When you start 
when you start getting towards that billion dollar mark, really making noise, yeah. they buy it from you. Mm -hmm. Give it here. Because mm -hmm. they're not going to relinquish that power. Right. And us never touching that type of money, we're going to take that check. You feel me? Well, we got to start somewhere. So we got to see. So, for example, uh, you saw generations and generations of athletes mm -hmm. going broke not spending their money correctly and then yeah. you've seen the awakening of that. Jay-Z plays a part in that mm -hmm. uh, with the Rock Nation management through the sports. And you see the new generation learning from those mistakes. Yeah. So again, I think that from a cultural standpoint, we have to see some of our icons reach a billion. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. See how they maneuver with it. Mm -hmm. See what could be done differently. Yeah. And then learn from it so we can, yeah. when we get there, we can do it differently. Facts. But again, it's one of those things where somebody got to land there first yeah. and show us that it's possible. Exactly. And the next person to say, all right, when I land there, I'm going to make sure I do this, this, and this. Though. Mm -hmm. And then the next person to go further, et cetera. Word. So it's like that. So I, I, that's what I think gradually has to happen. I think, I think it's going to happen. And, and, and I think you got to be really mindful of where you spend your dollars. Like, they'd be like, um, support urban business or support black business, whatever, whatever, right? I'm all for that. Right. But the person who owned that business, you got to be employing right. people from the neighborhood. You got to be, why, does it really make sense that we make you a millionaire and then you go give them, then you go buy a Bentley and chains and give right. that money to the same people that we was trying to keep it in our community to keep it from going with, with anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like you make, you make, you make this dude a, mil a millionaire and then he go buy Bentleys and chains and Ferraris anyway. Mm. So all that money you gave to him Still went to the. I mean, just look out the neighborhood. So, right? you feel me? What we need we, from a basic standpoint, we need uh, we need restaurants. We need good food. Being yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm supporting right. all that. Oh, we we need um, any local business. I'm supporting. We, we need obviously we need better better taste in clothing. I, I remember talking to store owners um, in Plainfield, downtown Plainfield, for the longest. I used to wonder why we couldn't get certain shit, and I used to ask them like, well, why we can't get certain shit. And he, he straight up told me, he said, ben, certain companies won't ship to me, mm. to this store. Mm. Like, they don't Deep. want their they clothes being sold in this demographic. Yeah. For some reason. Right. They just don't want it being sold. They don't care. I'm, I keep telling them, yo, they asking for it. They asking for yeah. it. They said, we, we don't want it being sold. Dude. That's facts. That's and facts. And it's funny because a lot of companies move like that. So you'd be surprised what, what's really pushing culture and what, what's really moving forward and mm -hmm. why it's moving forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's all type of, it's, a, it's an agenda behind any business move. Right. You know what I mean? It's, all, it's, it's a lot of agenda, especially when it's big money. It's, it's a lot of agendas behind and it. And that's all we, that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? As a country, that's all it is too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just big money, but you know what I mean? Anyway though, look man, it's been flying so kicking it with you. You already, my guy. Mind, you know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. thank everybody for listening. Of course, you know, the Heartbroken Record is out right now. Make sure you Fuck check with me. that out everywhere. It's on everything, man. iTunes, Tidal. Spotify, Title, yeah, everything. Home, it's you know, on everything. Title, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, we moving forward with that, man. This is Sam Davis, our podcast, man. We heard a lot of jump talk on here tonight. Straight up. Man. We in the Secret Society loft. We in the middle of Nook. Again, Killer Kurt Cobain. You know what it is, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, my boy. Anytime. Let's get it.